Once we have the opportunity to go with my sister, um, I, uh, I was a, a new Talmud when our Fisher was full of Rebbe there. I remember seeing the tables packed around the Rebbe Fisher, especially his Musar Vadin. Um, it's an image I have imprinted in my first couple of years there, so it's a special Chavivas to be able to see Rebbe Fisher and to hear from him. And uh, let's, all, let's all give proper attention. He doesn't need my Hakdama, so here we go. Thank you, Rebbe Kalman. Okay, the truth is, um, I really, first of all, I want to thank all of you guys. Um, uh, the reason I want to thank you is because whenever, um, whenever I go to a new place, and I think it's pretty common in general when someone goes to a new place, uh, you get nervous, you have these, you know, a little anxious expectations What's it going to be like? Who? What? Am I going to be comfortable? You know, what, what's the deal? And just pulling up, the second that I pulled up, and uh, uh, you guys coming over and making me feel so warm, so at home, so like, besides the good, the good-looking clever that you guys are externally, but internally it seems that you make somebody else feel good. I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm, uh, I feel like. I just feel very comfortable. And the credit goes to you guys, because a school, yeah, yeah, good call, et cetera. A school and any yeshiva, I say this all the time, you know, like your, your teachers and the staff, like they did this already, or, or maybe they didn't, but this is not uh, their school, right? They're, they're teaching in, in the school. But the school belongs to the, thank you so much. The school belongs to the students. You know, it's your school. This is where, where you guys are going to school. So the energy, the energy that, that, I'm, that, I, uh, that I have right now is very comfortable. And uh, one of the Mishnayas in, in the mission of us, it says, how do you know if Hashem is good with you? It's a good question, right? How does anybody know? How do you know how Hashem feels about you? So it's a, it's, a, it's a Mishnah. It's not so complicated. It's a Mishnah, right? Everyone would like to know. Imagine if you could get like a, a WhatsApp or a message like Hashem saying, by the way, I just want you to know, like you're awesome, you're great, you're doing great. Like how do you know that? So the Mishnah says very simply, and it's very underrated, this Mishnah, I think it is. It says, Kol that if people, or the brias, really it means just you're, you're giving, you're, you smell good, so to speak. I don't mean that physically. It's good to smell good also physically. But you smell good in, a, in an emotional way, in a, you know, making somebody else feel good. Kolsha nocha. Nocha is malashin like menucha, like pleasing. So it says, nocha mimenu hamakom. Then Hashem's like pleasing with you so I don't know what I don't know what God is thinking I don't I don't I don't know but uh the way we know these things is by learning the Torah like the the, the rugged shover says he was a big big tzaddik back in the day where's uh Schneer? where's Schneer? the 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 rugged shover the rugged shover actually was the Rebbe was was very close with the rugged shover he used to correspond. I think he gave him smicha. The Ragachavar gave the Rebbe smicha, I think. I think so. Uh, don't misquote me on that. 
But the Raghat Shavar said a beautiful thing. He says, when you daven, you're talking to Hashem. And when you learn Torah, Hashem is talking to you. So the way that Hashem sometimes communicates to us is through the Torah. So if the Torah says, Kol mimenu if people are pleasing in your eyes, so then, yeah, I don't know what God thinks, but I could say, this place is pleasing to Hashem because it's pleasing to me. And I'm sure it's not because you guys did a drill on this before I came. I'm sure anybody who comes here has that vibe and has that energy. So I just, the first, it could be like, this is the most important thing. Like the first and foremost, and you know, is... Thank you for, for making me feel at home. And, uh, and God bless all of you for, for having a place like this. And, and it's hard also when you're a teenager, you know, you're, it's hard anytime, anytime in life. When you're a teenager, these, the, 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 those are tough years. Ninth grade high school is tough. So uh, thank you. I'm gonna make a, I just, I'm gonna make a shaha call um, and, then, and then we could begin. And in truth, I really want to. In truth, I really want to like just talk to everybody, not like monologue, which is me just like saying a piece. I don't mind talking. I'm I'm sure I will as we go. But I but I like would love to hear from you guys. Would love to make it. I know. Uh, what do they call you, Ezra? Rabbi Ezra. Ezra's uh, he's representing. Wearing a good sweatshirt. Those are good sweatshirts. Uh, Nachi is a, a student in the yeshiva as well. Um, and, and this is really what we try and do in yeshiva, is just talk. We like to have conversations. Um, obviously, I like to talk also. But I also like to listen because, because one, of the, one of the most powerful things that I think um, we, we gain from is when we don't keep things to ourselves. And many times my experience is that my experience is very similar to, to most people's experiences. That's usually the way it works. It's very hard to find somebody having an experience that is like very different, right? right? Like if I, if I told you guys that I was like anxious coming in here, it'd be like, okay, yeah, no one's like, wow, that's so strange. If I told you like I... I uh, trying to think what's what, what's an example if i told you when i was walking in here i uh thought it would be like a gymnasium and like a a carnival going on here you guys would be like what's this guy you know what's this guy talking about but but usually the the things that are very normal and close to us we share with everybody so many times like i love when a guy comes to me and says rebbe i have a problem i'm like yeah let me hear like I struggle with getting up in the morning. I'm like, get out of here, you're joking. I never heard that one before. Meaning obviously I, I, I don't say that. Who doesn't struggle with getting up in the morning? Who doesn't struggle? Oh, I struggle with my, with the internet. I struggle with pornography. I struggle with this, this and that. What, what are you talking, what, what, what? No, that, a lot of people struggle with that. I struggle with, with anxiety. I struggle with whatever it is, yeah. So the reason I like to talk things out is just because it's very validating and very strengthening. One of my favorite lines, one of my favorite, favorite lines, I said it this week, this week in Yeshiva a little bit stronger, is better to walk with your friend in the dark than to walk alone in the light. 
Better to walk with your friend in the dark than to be alone in the light. And what hit me this week, I said it in yeshiva, I don't even know what week it is, so maybe it was last week, because I just flew in a couple days ago. Um, what I said was, it's not about fixing your problems. That's not what life, I don't think that that's what really life is about. It's more, it's more because you're always gonna have problems. No matter what age you are, you're always gonna have problems. When you're 15, you have this problem. When you're 17, you have this problem. When you're 30, you have that problem. I mean, you might have more than that problem. I'm saying you have problems. Everybody's got stuff. Everybody's got issues. We all have. So far, I haven't, uh, maybe I'm a bad example, right? I haven't yet figured out not to have problems. So, so what's, what's it about? So I think, I think what it's about is it's, it's, it's including other people in your problems. It's sharing your problems with other people. Number one, you give an opportunity to have someone help you. You give an opportunity to be able to, to, be able to feel better about what you're going through. And maybe that's, the whole, maybe that's the whole reason you're going through whatever you're going through is to, is to share with other people and to be with somebody else in their darkness. Sometimes you go over to somebody and you say, you know what, I'm struggling with something. And they're like, hey, I'm also struggling with something. That's already like 90% of, 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 the, of, of, the, of the Yeshua, the salvation, is just knowing that you're not alone, knowing that there's hope, knowing that, that Hashem loves you, knowing that like you're normal, so to speak, whatever that means anymore. So, um, so that's why I wanna have a discussion. If you guys are comfortable, again, you don't have to get into your, your uh, dark stuff, but like just to talk, like what, what's it about? What are we all trying to do? At the end of the day, yes, I might have a beard. I might, they might call me Rabbi Fisher. I might this. But honestly, I mean this. I'm not saying this to be humble, but I'm saying this for real. Like, I, I, I love coming to, to like a place like this because I know that I, I know, I know that, that uh, I'm, I have so much to gain. I know that I have so much... Uh, to gain from all of you because you're a lot of it's one of the things I always say there's only one person in the world who you can't see and you'll never be able to see and that's yourself and even in the mirror it's not it's backwards there's only one person who you can't see that's you so so everybody here could see me and every person has that same thing every individual has other people so collectively that's so powerful so powerful that's why a, a group a chevra, a yeshiva, a, a, a school. Guys are so powerful because everyone can, you know, your weakness is not the guy next to you's weakness. Your strength is different than his strength. And when we all just help each other, then we're pretty much invincible. There's nothing really um, that, that, uh, that, that, that can stop us from doing what we gotta do. Because a lot of times we're trying to get rid of our weaknesses. Don't get rid of your weaknesses. Why have to get rid of your weaknesses? Just have someone who has, doesn't have those weaknesses. And then, right, anyone who's right in sports, it's like that. The point guard doesn't have to get rebounds necessarily. And the guy who gets rebounds doesn't necessarily have to shoot and, and run the team. That might be his weakness. He doesn't dribble well, maybe. Back in the day, that's what it was, the big man. Nowadays, big men can do everything. 
But I'm saying there's nothing wrong with having, right? I'll end off with this and then we could schmooze a little bit. I'm not ending off, but I'm saying I want to talk to you guys. I remember when, I remember I was actually in camp. I remember the guy. I remember the exact uh, site where someone was bringing one of his children into camp. And, and, he, and the kid was like eight years old. And he was walking him into his bunk. And he was with his bags. The father dropping him off maybe a, the day of. And he goes to the kid. He goes, uh, what's your, whatever his name was. He says, be, go, go, have a great, whatever it is. You know, be the best. Be the best in, in your bunk. And I'm like, why'd you just kill the kid? Why'd you have to? I didn't say anything to him. I'm like, why do you have to be the best in the, why do you have to be the best? Why do you have to be the best? Why do you have to be the best? I, they, everyone says, be the best you. I always say, you don't have to be the best you. Just try, it's hard enough just being you. Just be you. And if you're you, then you're already good. A good friend of mine, he actually is from, uh, from the neighborhood over here. I don't know if you guys know him, Mike Tube, one of my closest friends. Nachi, you met him. Mike Tube, I actually reached out to him. Just told him I'm in, the, in this area. A good friend of mine, Mike D, Mike Tube. He told me this line a few years ago. He said, uh, he said um, I, it's a line that everybody says. You might, you might as well be yourself because everybody else is taken. Right, so what do you, if I'm you and you're, if I'm you, right, well, this one wants to be this one, everybody, anyway, the joke is, if uh, you're that guy, that guy has to be you, right, the, one of the tzaddikim said that, I want to be like Avram Avinu, or Baron from Karlin, I think they say, or one of the Karliners, I want to be like Avram Avinu, so he says, I want to be like Avram Avinu, he says, okay, great, you could be like Avram Avinu, but then Avram Avinu is going to have to be you, because you have to exist in the world, so the only reason you want to be like Avram Avinu is because you you're a Balgaiva, you're, you're, you want ego, so why don't you just stay you and let him be, let him be Avram Avinu. And that's hard. It's hard when you're 15, 16, 17. That's the hardest. The Ramchal says one of the things that holds people back from being them is peer pressure. Peer pressure. And the joke of peer pressure, which I love talking about peer pressure, because been there, done that, still doing that. There's different peer pressures when you're older, but it's much harder when you're younger, is that everybody's in the same game. Right? You're looking at that guy, and that guy's looking at you, and this guy's, everyone's trying to, trying to get ahead. Okay, please question comments. Please, please. Oh, there we go. Um, what's the what's your, you mind saying your name? Yechiel Gruen. Yechiel? Gruen. Hi, Yechiel. Um, what's the day to day look like? Bye. Right, okay, so I think we're going to have, after, um, after this, um, discussion. We're gonna, I think, have a separate thing about the yeshiva. I don't really want to, you know, discuss like the details of the yeshiva right now. I more want to, you know, talk to you guys and hear from you. Yeah, I hope that's okay. You feel good? Yeah, good. Why, what made you want to start a yeshiva? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's it. No, that's a good question. I don't like talk. I don't really like talking about myself so much. Great question. <laughs> Nachi, Nachi likes that question. Oh, I, 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 I don't know so much if I wanted to start a yeshiva. I just, um, I, I myself have been through my own journey. And uh, I myself, you know, struggled a lot um, as I get older. Um, and, I've, and I am more getting to know myself better. Um, I realize how much pain that I was in as a, as a, as a kid 
and the challenges that I had. Um, and I naturally um, felt, um, I'm, uh, I, I once did a, a seminar called Strength Finders. Actually, Dove, Dove Perkel set me up to go to the seminar. It's like a very expensive seminar that I went to many years ago, like for a week, like a $10,000, like a really, um, in Manhattan, with like these top executives. Um, it was a great seminar, and it really like discusses your strengths. You're like, it's interactive. It's called Strength Finders from Gallup. I don't know if any of you guys know it. You guys are, might be a little bit young to do it. Um, and one of my top strengths, actually one of my, my top strength is, is empathy, which is like an empath. If you guys know what that is, it's painful to, to have strong empathy sometimes. If you don't know how to regulate it, empathy means just push up shot, just means you're able to feel um, more or less, you could sense. Um, I'm sure many of you, everybody has empathy. Some have stronger empathy. So um, as, as, a, uh, as a person, I felt a lot of empathy, I still do, um, for people. And I wanted things to be good for, for, for guys and for, for the world. So I was drawn, I was in Chinuch for many years. I moved to Israel. It's a longer story how the yeshiva began, um, but I think my journey in wanting to make things good for people came from there, came from my natural like desire and care to, to make things to help people. I think that's probably the most generic. I think that's, does that help? Is that, you know, which you have to be careful with, by the way. This is for the staff. I mean, it's for everybody. But uh, you have to be careful because Nachi's like, oh gosh, you can't start talking about codependence, but I'm going to, because uh, I think you guys have to know about that, especially the staff has to know about it. But, um, but for you guys as well, codependence, it could be dangerous when someone wants to help somebody too much. You have to be able to have proper boundaries when you're helping people. But that's a different discussion. I don't know if it's so much for you guys. Sometimes we want to help our parents. Sometimes we want to help our siblings, which is beautiful. It comes from a great place, but you got to check that out. But that's not for now. Thank you. Do you mind? Do can we give a clap? What's your first name again? Mayor. Mayor, do you mind? The reason I like to clap when someone asks a question is because usually there's like one of the reasons. It's like you're anxious to share sometimes. So like I respect that you that you ask that question. Right, that's a great question. Your name again? Ezra Glass. Ezra. Yeah, right, good. Okay, thank you. That's helpful, right? Yes, how, how does a person, say it maybe louder, has a person learn? Learn to treat other people with more warmth. Okay, so I would tell you to speak to Ezra Glass, is your name? I would tell you to speak to Ezra Glass. Why? Because, not to sound so cheesy, but when you came over to me, I felt very, your welcome was very warm. And I felt that, so I think you're doing, you're doing great. I, I don't, I'm not just saying that to make you feel good, I mean that. So I would have them talk to you. You're like, you can't get away with that. <laughs> okay, so, so, so you, can only, you can only give what you have, correct? Does that make sense? If you have five bucks, you could give five, five dollars. If you have $20, you could give 20. 
You can't give $20 if you only have five, right? So you can only be as warm to somebody else as much warmth you have within, within yourself. Now, it doesn't mean you can't, you can't beat yourself up and you can't sort of um, be not in congruence with your inside to your outside. But there's no way that a person can really give if he himself doesn't have. So the more, the more a person learns to, to love himself and to connect to himself, that will overflow to other people. And if you think you're warm now, try being even warm to yourself and good to yourself and nice to yourself and as nice as you are to others to be to yourself, and then you'll be a million times warmer to other people. Good? Now, get out of here. Come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? You can. Yeah, yeah, go. You your first again, I Oh, Yosef. Yosef. How do you be yourself? Great question. That's a great question. That's a great question. That's a great, that's, a, that's like a million dollar question. I love that. So Rabbi Yisrael Solanter, who was, uh, his yard site was just last week, was from, the, from, from a, a, a tremendous tzaddik from, uh, from, the, from the 1800s. Um, and he taught, um, he created something very powerful. Um, it's called Musser, but it's more than Musser. It's not Musser that we think. It's, uh, he said a line he said something very powerful, which is a person can spend his whole lifetime and not even get to know himself. That's what he said. Now, that's, in the, that's before smartphones and before Netflix and before all that stuff. And he still said it could take you a whole lifetime and you still won't know yourself. Another thing he said was that people think they have to know God and believe in themselves. That's what people think. People think you have to know God and believe in yourself. He says, no. You have to believe in God and know yourself. You have to know yourself. So one of the ways to be yourself is to get to know yourself. Now you're going to say, okay, so how do you know yourself? Yeah. Right. So you know yourself by, by learning yourself. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And like I said before, there's only one person who you can't see. That's yourself. Now, there are parts of you that you could see that you do know. But you want, thank you very much. But you learn yourself by asking other people. You could ask people you trust. What are some talents that I have? What are some weaknesses that I have? And the more you get to know yourself, which really it says, to know yourself is to love yourself. Why? When you fall in love with somebody, what do you, what's the first thing you say when you like someone? I want to get to know you. I want to get to know this, this person. Right? That's why people, it's a little young, you guys are a little young to talk about marriage, but it's okay, I'll talk about it anyway. Right? People fall in love, and then they, why do they fall out of love? Because they're like, oh, I know you, I know you, I know you. No, when, you, when you're always busy getting to know yourself. I know myself. I don't mean I know myself in that way. I know from myself, the older I get, the more I'm trying to learn about myself. The more I'm trying to understand myself, to try and connect to myself. So first of all, it's a lifelong journey. Secondly, 
I think it's, you got to invest. It's one of the things I say, there's one investment that you never can lose. You invest money here, you could lose. You invest in another person, sometimes the person doesn't pull through. You invest in yourself, whatever that might be, physically, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, you invest in you, you can never, ever, ever lose. So the more you invest in yourself, the more you spend time with yourself, the more you ask people to, to give advice of how, what could I do better, what could I do this, well, that's how you learn to know yourself. And once you know yourself, you're like, I love this. I'm beginning to actually like myself. I'm actually beginning to like myself. Everyone deep down, everyone deep down really, really, truly loves themselves. It's just we don't know ourselves. That's, that's part of the problem. We think we're this, we think we're that. Deep down, there's a connection. Does that help? Yeah, no, that's right. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, how does one know if it's, how does, how does a person know if they're going down the right path or not? In a sense, like people have, like, a lot of people even in high school now, like, have this plan of what they want to do, have, like, ideas of what they want to yeah. do. Yeah. know if they're choosing the right thing. That's great. So I think it's a little similar. You got to get your, you have to have your team. Here, let me, let me read a quote. All right, let me see if I know exactly where it is. One second. One of my favorite quotes is like this. One second. Here it is. The best writers in the world need editors. Elite athletes need skilled coaches. Therapists need therapists. Needing help doesn't mean that you're bad at what you do. It means you're smart enough to know that you'll never be the happiest, most aligned, most fulfilled version of yourself if you try to do everything alone. Which goes with what I was saying before. I think this answers your question as well, I think, is that you gotta get your, your team of people who, who know you, who care about you, and can discuss things with you. I mean, when someone's already going down a, a certain path, they're already not, not necessarily a bad path, but let's say, for example, someone's more business-oriented instead of right. going to yeshiva, and they're not, they're not as religious as they want to be, but they want to be more business-oriented, and they really know exactly um, what they want, or they do know what they want, but they, they think they know what they want. So I'm saying, how would you know if you're sure of what you want, if, you're, if that's what the right choice is, because I'm saying people want. You know, you could you could have thought of things like when you were a child, you wanted to make you know transfer, but it might not be what's actually best for you. I mean, how would how would someone know that? Like, what what would be the like the sign that it tells to know? Right again, I think. And how old are you? You're seven, seventeen. So I think you. I think I think again. You have you have you have people who care about you. I don't think you have to make the decision alone. But it's the only, the only person that affects is you. Correct, but I'm saying I don't think you have to make, I don't think, it sounds like it's very heavy that you have to make the decision. You don't have to make that decision. Ultimately, it's your life. But you can, but you can ask people to, to guide you. Can I, can I? Yeah, yeah, of course, please. Well, Mayor just said the only person that affects is himself, but once you have a team, right. now your whole, it affects your whole team. Even if you go down a certain path, so then your, your team members are going to feel that, however, whatever it means. You go, you go down this path, so now your team members are going to feel like, oh, Mayor went down that path. Is that good for him? Is it not good for him? You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, and, and assuming... Each one, of those own people, each one of those people are also going down their own path. And they have no, correct. Path. And they have... And everyone... That, that's the beauty of it. No matter, no matter what age you are. I have, I have my team. I have the people still at what I'm doing who, who I need to... Who I, who I ask. I'll ask my wife. I'll ask my kids. I'll ask the people I work with. I'll ask the people... I'll ask Nachi. I just spoke to Nachi. I called... I just want to tell you guys something. I spoke to, I must, must, must have spoken to four people this morning. And I said like this, this is what I said. So four of the guys in yeshiva. And I said, I don't, I don't really deal so much with high school guys. I deal with post high school. And I'm like, talk to me, you're closer to high school than I am. And I asked all of them like, so what, what are some things that I could talk about with, the, with, with guys? So I, I, didn't, I didn't know exactly. Okay, I had a little thing. I was Baruch Shekivanti a little bit. Nachi was telling me a little bit. I said, you know what? First, I want to get the vibe. I want to get the energy. And you guys, like I said before, made it very comfortable for me to just do my thing. I'm saying, like, I asked, I asked people. Now, you're asking more macro. Do I know if I want to be a doctor? Do I want to be a lawyer? Do I want to be a rabbi? Do I want to be a businessman? You're 17 years old. I would, I would, I would put that behind you. I don't, I don't, nothing against anyone's parents, and I'm not trying to start any trouble over here. You're 17 years old. You got, you got time. I've seen guys come into yeshiva at 18 years old, and their whole direction changed by the time they were 20, 21. And nowadays with college, and nowadays what you could do online, and nowadays the way a person, there's no rush to figure out what you're doing in life. Spend time investing in yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in your emotional health. Invest in your spiritual health. Invest in your in your physical health. Don't worry about don't worry about whether you're going to be a doctor, lawyer. At the end of the day, you want to be the best version, not best. Like I said, you want to be the most you version that you can be. Can I ask another question? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, if if it's if it's follow up, we could do that. If it's a separate. I know, I know, I'm saying the reputation of you a lot of guys from different areas, different areas, different backgrounds. I'm assuming like a lot of them, like, you know, a lot of them have like drug issues or drug problems. Saying, but um, my wife question would be, how did you help people like break bad habits? Meaning, you're asking in general, how do how do you help? What for you, how do you feel like what what things? Okay, that's a great, that's great. Bad, 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 bad. your personal experience from my personal experience one of the guys in yeshiva said one of the best lines i think up there especially best, up there he said sin s-i-n svikonig sin is the russia tavis which means the acrostic s-i-n stands for someone i am not sin is someone i am not anyone who's doing, I say this all the time, I'm not anti-drugs, relax everybody, I'm not anti-drug, well the staff maybe a little, I'm not anti-drugs, I'm not anti, you know, uh, escaping reality, I'm not, I'm not anti that, I'm pro being you and pro reality, I'm not anti, I'm not anti-Netflix, I'm not anti-social uh, media, I'm pro living the life that you want to live. Nobody does drugs, and this might be a trigger for many people, because when you're a teenager, it's hard to really think in these terms. No one does anything that's bad for them 
If they're not, someone I'm not. People are looking for happiness. People are looking to be comfortable. People are looking to feel good. Everyone's looking for the same thing. And there's no way you can get that except for when you're tuned in to yourself. So the more, this is more talking about, you know, what I try and do, and I can only overflow to myself, from myself. The more I try and be me, and the more I try and, you know, flow for me, the more that becomes, hopefully, people will do the same. I've never seen... One of the ones I'm trying to stop, I'm sure you tell them, I bite my nails a lot. That's one of the things I was like... Yeah, okay, good. Stop. Okay, halavai, those are our worst well, problems. Small. That should be your biggest problem, that you bite your nails. But that's probably, if, if once you're being a little personal, that's probably just nervousness, anxiety. Shkayach, welcome to the world. Welcome to uh, a war... Where, where people are held hostage and the Jewish people, wel- welcome to be a Jew. There's a lot of guilt, anxiety, nervousness. Welcome to, to our collective trauma. So good, you fit right in to being, to, to being fine. Thank you. Yes? Ooh, show me. No, no, I can't, I can't. I feel, I feel, I, I can't tell you how sorry I'm just standing over here. I can't tell you how comfortable Imamish Ashrecha. Guys, it starts at the top. I just want you guys to know something. It does. I feel, I feel so comfortable. I feel, I feel like I'm really young. Thank you for God being bless here. I bless you. I, you're I said, besides, they're all good looking. I had such a warm. I walked in here. I felt so already in the parking lot, right? Now I'm like, I like this place already. It's authentic. Yeah, see, there it is. <laughs> uh, the guys are great. I, I just want to make one comment. Yeah, yeah, please. And then my, my, I have to grab one thing. I'll be right back. So I just want to share something. I, I, first of all, I'm just, I want to thank Rabbi Fisher for taking his very valuable time. <laughs> Amazing things about both the Rav and the Yeshiva. You know, now we have Ezra here with us, so um, just we're blown away by what you do and your whole Yeshiva. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I just want to share one thought with you, really. Yeah, please. And everyone else could listen. You know, I, I heard Yosef ask, you know, how do you become, how, how do you know yourself? Was that what you said? Be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. So I just want to say that I, I was once a teenager. And that was something I once struggled with. And I think most people struggle with it, and I think most adults do also. Um, And I just want to share something. I actually think that the most, the biggest hurdle to being yourself are others. I think the biggest problem people have is they think their happiness is dependent on others. And they think impressing others will lead to happiness. And they think being accepted by others will lead to happiness. You cannot be yourself if yourself is tied to others and to having everybody else approve of you. I mean, just logically, your hands will be tied because if Yosef thinks one thing, right, and Maishi thinks another, now I have a problem. Because how am I going to be able to be both this to him and that to them? So a person can never really be themselves until they've accepted and appreciated who they are and to recognize that that is more important and more valuable than what anybody else has to say about them. 
But as long as you're still tied to what others think of you, you'll never be able to be yourself because you're always going to need to be something for somebody else. Does that make sense? Beautiful. And I just want to say I think that drugs and I think, you know, drugs, sex, rock and roll, all that stuff, and sometimes even religion that's not healthy is tied to that, that need for others to give us that approval. And one of the things I, that I know in my life, you know, it took time and Hashem, I mean, you know, I, I, was, I, I feel that I, you know, I was able to deal with that at a young age was recognizing that dilemma in my life. That as long as I needed to be something for others, then I was a slave to them and I could never be myself. So my, I just want to share my two cents. People who are struggling with whatever it is, anxiety, depression, drugs, alcohol, whatever the thing is, it's really a struggle to allow yourself to accept yourself and to appreciate yourself and value yourself unconditionally and without others involved in that picture. And that's why I'll just end on saying that, you know, I think one of the most important values in my life is that Jews and people, but certainly Yidden, need to know that we are unconditionally accepted and loved by Kaddish Baruch Hu, and hopefully by our parents, and most importantly, as Rabbi Fisher said, maybe more importantly by ourselves. And when a person reaches that place, they don't have to be afraid of what others will say because they are enough already without that other. And you're actually less when you need someone else to tell you that you're enough. So, you know, I just, that's what I was thinking when I heard all this, and I, I just wanted to share my two cents on that. Thank you. Amazing. Just get one thing, I'll be right back. Please continue. I'm going to be right wow. back. My daughter needs something. <laughs> I, I, I just want to... Don't, don't think it's a teenage thing. Uh, we, we, all, we all struggle. I mean, when you're a teenager, it's extra hard. But like I said, the Ramchal, the Masil Sharm says that it's something that everybody is always trying to work. You're always trying to redefine and re-clarify who am I doing this for, what, what is this about? What, why am I doing it? You reminded me of a great quote that I think is very powerful, and it goes like this. And I think it mamish fits. Here it is. The truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Let it loose, and it will defend itself. The truth is like a lion. You don't have to defend it. Let it loose and it will defend yourself, itself. And I think that that's, I think that's the same thing. That's what, that's what your, your Rosh Hashiva, that's what your rabbi, the, the holy rabbi is saying, by, by, for real, is saying that just be you. Be you. Because first of all, you're not going to be able to please everybody anyway. You don't have to worry about, def- you only have to worry about defending yourself to other people when you're not truthful. If you're truthful, you don't, have to, you, don't have to, you don't have to worry, just let it go. And not only that, you'll end up being very popular. Because who are the popular guys at the end of the day? The real popular guys are the guys who are just being them. Just being them. You're like, wow, I like that guy. That's, that, that's a guy who I just, you know, we all want to follow the people who are just trying to be themselves. How does someone know if they are 
are being themselves, that they are being true to themselves, or if they are just telling themselves that they're being true to themselves, but really... Great, that's a great question. They're lying to themselves. That's a great question. So again, you, have, you can put yourself in check by having your friends, you have your rabbis, you have people who care about you who can do it. It's also the way you feel, it's trusting yourself. But if you have the right people around you, they could help, they could help balance you. They could help tell you, you know what, you don't look happy. You don't feel happy. It's not so, think about a kid. What is a little kid? A little kid doesn't have to work hard to be himself. A little kid is just running around, jumping all over the place. He's just being himself. When we get older, it starts getting very complicated. We start like questioning ourselves, identity, friends, this. It's hard. It begins to be a, a challenge. Should we, should we uh, wrap up? Thank you so much. Okay, Ray I think we're going to wrap up. Before everybody gets up. Um, so Rabbi Fisher is also here in addition to just 